Welcome to Launched. I'm Charlie Chapman, and today I'm excited to bring you the founder of the Say Their Names Project, Frank Ndame. Frank, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on. Uh, so to kick off the show, uh, I always start out with a little icebreaker question from the audience. And so today, uh, Matt asks, what is your favorite emoji? Um, now, no, this isn't your most used emoji, but your favorite emoji. <laughs> it's an important distinction. Do you know what? I Actually, I'm, I'm trying to think about this. What's my favorite emoji? Um... Actually, I think I know. My favorite emoji is the rocket. I just, I just love using it every ah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The rocket emoji. That's probably it. Yeah. Now, what's your, what's your normal use case for that? Because I feel like I use that for uh, a launch, which is appropriate <laughs> for the show, I guess. Well, well, to to be fair, like I, I sort of use it um, for almost everything. So, for example, let's say uh, um, I don't know someone, you know, says something good about my work. I'll say thank you, and I'll just put a rocket. I, I know it, it just sounds like out of place but like the, the way i think about it is more like um I, I don't even know how to explain it to be honest but i, I just like to use it uh literally all the time and i also do use it um you know when i work in a team and we just and we just launch a feature so i don't know it's just something that makes me feel like oh something is happening something good is happening so i just like to use it all the time it is like a very positive feeling isn't it yeah it is yeah yeah which is funny because it's 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 shaped in the right way so that it's a rocket like going to space and not you know like a military exactly. rocket which is a very opposite connotation exactly yeah exactly and and i wouldn't say you know uh, i'm stu- i'm someone who really studies who really studied you know um astrophysics but i am still fascinated about you know the whole idea of space so i suppose the emoji sounds you know seems like a pretty good one to use like every time i'm sort of motivated or really you know happy about something i just use a rocket I just i just throw it there that's that's you know i don't use it for that and i'm i'm thinking now like you know i'm probably gonna start doing that because sometimes <laughs> you know like especially when you launch something uh you get a lot of positive feedback on twitter or something and yeah. i always try to respond I, I try to respond to everybody without it being like a copy paste but a lot of times yeah. it's just like thanks or you know that's great and i always try to throw a different emoji on each one so that it <laughs> at least shows that i'm not copy pasting and uh i should i should work the rocket into my rotation <laughs> yeah i feel like I, I sort of overuse it to be honest I, I might have to you know cool down a little bit but yeah <laughs> well now that we're about to get a emoji search in ios if, if you're on ios uh then uh, maybe it'll be easier to, to expand our palette of emoji. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, uh, thanks for that, Matt. Uh, if you have a question that you'd like me to ask a guest on the show, tweet me at launch.fm with the hashtag icebreaker, and I might ask a future guest. Um, so before we get into the Say Their Names project, I want to give everybody a primer on uh, who you are, Frank. Yeah. So the question I ask everybody is, uh, where are you from? Do you have any like formal education related to this work? And what was your career like leading up to this project? Yeah, sure. Good question, actually. So um, like you said before, my name is Frank and I am, well, where am I from? That's a good question, actually. I am from a lot of places. So I was born in Paris, France, right? Uh, I'm originally from Cameroon, Central Africa, close to Nigeria. And um, I lived in a like a handful of countries. So I lived in Cameroon, I lived in France, I lived in Canada, I lived in uh, oh, Chad. Well, yeah, I've been all over the place. I was in Leicester for, for, for a while as well. I mean, my, my dad always wanted me to sort of 
like, you know, experience different cultures. So it sort of gives me a, I wouldn't say a unique perspective, but a quite, you know, a good perspective of how, you know, people, you know, behave based on where they are, if that makes sense. Yeah, and, for sure. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And to move forward, I, I am actually a recent graduate, so I studied computer science. I graduated a couple of months ago and I didn't have my ceremony because of Corona. Too mm. bad, but yeah, that's life. And, um, what have I been? What, what have I been doing before uh, starting to say the name? So, um, I have been doing freelancing for approximately two years, and I am also a co-founder of Expo. So, just to give just to give like a quick you know context, as uh, Expo is a as it's an influencer platform where um, influencers sign up to the platform and they set up prices up front, and then marketers use the platform to make payments safely. So, I've been involved in that. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much what I have been do- been up to before starting to say the names. Interesting. So that that is interesting because I feel like that's going to play into say their names a little bit in terms of uh, a global perspective. Yeah. Uh, so I guess let's get into that project then. So I guess to start out, I'll let you give sort of a brief overview of what the say their names project is. Yeah, sure. So I mean, to to keep it very short, I'll say say, say their names is an initiative. And what we're trying to do is is pretty simple. We are just trying to to um, um, like to, to to create a platform in order to commemorate the death of you know black people who were victim or I would say black people underrepresented you know uh, communities who were victim of racial inequalities. So we also want to make it easy to donate, raise awareness, and sign petitions. And also one of the goals is to sort of avoid scammers because many people. Um, you know, took the like the the current situation as an as an advantage to sort of you know create fake pages. So we we try to verify you know donation links and make sure that you actually donate to the people you think you're donating to. So that's sort of what it is. Obviously, it's still early stages. We're trying to expand it and sort of you know show work done by the black community as well. Just so just so sort of a way to empower them as well to some extent, and and you know. Um, and sort of like give hope that makes sense. So yeah, that's sort of what, um, say the names is all about. And right now it's, um, it's on iOS and it just, it just got into the play store for Android, uh, recording time, like a couple days ago. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's on the web. Yes. It is on the web as well. And, uh, I don't know if, I don't know if you mentioned, but this is like an open source project. So there's a whole lot of different contributors, right? Exactly. It's an open source project. So yeah, I I was probably going to mention that. If you ask me how sort of the idea came came, yeah, about. yeah, I definitely want to hear that because I yeah. I happened to catch uh, your tweets like at the very beginning, uh, yeah. and so it was it was a fascinating ride. But I you know I yeah. didn't get the preamble before that, so I'm curious to hear that story. Yeah, exactly. So to be honest, it's nothing fancy. It's nothing crazy. I have been using. I mean, I created a Twitter account in 2013, but I have I haven't really been using Twitter to be honest. I started using it a couple of months ago, probably like two months ago or one month ago. And the main purpose of for me on Twitter was to share my work to be to, to, to some extent because I felt like hey, I'm proud of this. Let me just share it, right? But obviously, uh, we all know what happened in the in the US and sort of it sort of created a new you know uh, a new movement. Well, not, it's not really new, but like it just, you know, certainly expanded uh, an existing movement. Exactly. And then obviously um, I was using Twitter and I saw a few links to donate to sign petitions, which I did. But then I I just asked myself, 
what can I do? Like, what more can I do? And one of the reasons why I studied computer science and I got into technology is because, I mean, the word is like the sky's the limit. You can pretty much do anything like technology is this is what's fascinating for me. You can just be some person with a computer and Internet and you can literally build anything. So I was like, OK, what can I do? So I just browsed on Twitter and I, I just saw obviously people sharing links and I know for a fact that many people do share fake links. I was like, okay, wouldn't it be cool to have a directory where people can actually have verified links that they can, you know, uh, go to, right? And then I also thought about the fact that, you know, the, the whole story of George Floyd was getting a lot of attention, but there were a lot of people, you know, like a lot of people who actually passed away, uh, due to the same sort of, you know, context and, and, and situation and no one really knows about them. Right. So I was like, okay, what if I can just create a simple platform to, you know, same simple app at the study was just going to be going to be an iOS app. So a simple iOS app to sort of, you know, have a directory where you can see all these people. So then I was quite involved in a few freelance projects, so I didn't have a lot of time and I knew, you know, a couple iOS developers on my timeline. Because I, 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 I mainly code in Swift, so yeah. So the goal was to start with Swift, to be honest. And then I was like, okay, if I can get like five or six people to help, that would be pretty cool, right? So I just made it, I just randomly made a tweet. But I, I know that, you know, humans are visual creatures. They, they like to see visual stuff. So I was like, okay, I'm not a designer, but let me just do a quick design of what the app could look like so that obviously drives a, a bit more interest, right? Because I know that tweets with images are more likely to get reactions than tweets. Oh yeah, definitely. So I just did it quickly. It took me like 30 minutes or probably 45 minutes. And I use Sketch. Many people use Sketch. Uh, many people hate Sketch. I don't know why people hate Sketch. I like it. I used Sketch to the designs and I just made the tweet. And like I said before, I was expecting like five, seven, 10 people. And I had no idea it would go up to 450 people, to be honest. So obviously that's sort of how we started. And obviously I shared a link to the Slack channel. I created an organization on GitHub and then we just went from there. So yeah, that's sort of how things got started. Yeah. Cause at first you were basically just saying, uh, Hey, I'm working on this project. Anybody want to like jump on with me? Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And <laughs> it, it seemed like, uh, it just snowballed, uh, yeah. Yeah. Very quickly, and, it was like you were like, "All right, we got a Slack going. We got about 250 people on there." And I was like, "Whoa, wasn't that like <laughs> two or three days ago that you uh, no, you tweeted that?" that? It, it just seemed like yeah. it really, really took off. Yeah, that's crazy. And and to, to be fair, I feel like like one of the things I was mostly amazed uh, about was the fact that the people who joined were so they were really amazing. Like honestly, I mean, I have like a little bit over two years of experience in iOS development, but what I've seen, like the way these people work, like the way, I don't know, it was just magical. <laughs> so like, obviously, first of all, we're doing it for a good cause. And the people who are actually helping out are just amazing people, like easy to talk to from literally everywhere, from, you know, America, from Australia, from from Nigeria, from from, from everywhere. And that was really, really amazing. I mean, it, it still is amazing because uh, like we're still working on it. It's, it's a lot slow paced now, but we're still working on it. But yeah, really amazing. So how did you... Like, how did you start managing uh, that growth when that happened? Like, have you ever run an open source project before or was this your first time? Yeah, good question. So I never run an open source project. And to be fair, I, it's quite a start. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. What a start. And I do contribute sometimes, but I'm not going to lie. 
It's very complex for me. Uh, I find it quite complex to just, you know, find open source projects and then just start contributing. Because sometimes I feel like even the first timers tags are quite hard. I don't know. That's just something I feel. So, uh, so yeah, this was like my first proper, you know, uh, open source experience. So in terms of how did I manage the team? So uh, to be completely frank, at the start, obviously, when because like it grew quite fast over, over like two, three days. So when we were about 50 uh, it, it wasn't too hard to manage. Obviously, we had channels for leads and, and for different teams. But when it got- You set up a Slack like right away? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, cool. exactly. But obviously, once it got out of hand, luckily enough, we had, I think, 10 or probably seven like project managers who sort of took over. Like, obviously, they would mostly manage the, the, the project. And I, I would sort of like, obviously, see how they manage it and obviously put my own input. But- they were mostly dealing with project management because at the start I was just some iOS developer wanting to work on a project. So they obviously knew how to manage projects better than me. I mean, some of them worked for Google or Microsoft or other big companies. So I, I decided to, allow, I mean, I wouldn't say allow them because it's an open source project after all, but I decided to just follow the lead because they know what they're doing way better than I do. So that's sort of how things Happened. So I wouldn't say I managed the whole project afterwards because, to be completely frank, it was way bigger than it was. It was way too big for me. Sorry. So yeah, that's sort of how things panned out. Did you did you end up with kind of uh, de facto leads or groups of leads for each of the each of the different uh, stacks? Like meaning, so you have an iOS app, an Android app, a website, and then. Presumably, the back end yeah. is maybe a separate thing, or maybe combined with the website. Yeah, it's actually. I think it's actually. Yes, yeah, it's, it's a separate thing. So what we did is that we had a a channel for the leads. So obviously, I think every team would have like approximately two or three leads, and then there would be the, the project managers, and then uh, perhaps other people helping out with you know like just managing the project. Actually, yeah, project managers. So yeah, it's a it would be approximately twelve people. So obviously, like I said before three leads from each team, three or two leads from each team, and then the project managers. And then we just have a Slack channel and have meetings um, every every Saturday and then just talk about how, like, what the, the next steps are. Man, that's so, it's so cool. <laughs> it, it is pretty cool. And the data team, they were, they, were, they were really amazing. Like, they were obviously in charge of, you know, scraping uh, the data and, and, and verifying the donation links. They were really, really, they were really, really good as well. They were working with the backing team. So, yeah, like I said, every team would have, you know, two or three representatives. And then we just create a Slack channel and then, you know, discuss and then have, you know, uh, video calls and go from there. So actually that, that was one of the questions I had was the, the actual data and directory itself. So yeah, like you mentioned, uh, one of the goals of this is you wanted it to be a source of like legitimate information. And yeah. I know for me, like looking around at it a lot, there's, there's even like sort of a level of editorialness to a lot of the pages. Yeah. Um, how, how is that managed? Like, do you, is there like a sort of a team dedicated to, uh, to finding and vetting information? Yeah. Yeah. So that's pretty much what the data team does actually. So they are really dedicated to finding the information and, and sort of trying to verify it as well before adding it to Airtable, which is what we use. Then we obviously use that to fetch it to, to, to the client platform. So the web, Android and iOS. So yeah, like I said, the, the, to me, I mean, I, I'm really amazed by the data team because, like, they're just doing so so much good work. Yeah, I, and kind of like I alluded to at the beginning, this is 
very much a global in scope thing. Uh, I know yeah. me being in a, especially the middle of America, I'm definitely guilty of thinking of all things, but especially this movement as a very America centric thing. Uh, but this is not an America only problem. And, uh, and one thing I've definitely become more aware of through the app is the sort of more global scope. Uh, yeah. The things that don't breach into the American news cycle are, are still represented here. And so I'm maybe you're not the one doing it, but I'm curious how, I guess it's because your team is globally based is how you kind of have that global perspective in the directory itself. Yeah. I'll say that that's pretty much it because like I said, the team is from pretty much everywhere. Um, it is true that there is quite some emphasis on like America, but we, we obviously try to, to put lights on different other areas in the world as well so yeah it's it's really a global problem that, that we're trying to expose at this point so yeah that's awesome so you didn't really have to do a whole lot of work uh, at the beginning to kind of get attention because that initial tweet it seemed like kind of uh kind of grew the whole thing organically did you do yeah. any sort of marketing or um or work to try and grow the team after that or did you just sort of let it organically grow on its own yeah good question so yeah, initially the the response was quite good already, so we didn't really need to to do anything uh, because we actually got to a point where we were trying to limit, um, you know, um, the, the amount of members in the channel because it got to a point where, you know, there's too many people and it's quite hard to actually manage the project because like, you know, and there's so many different time zones. So someone might be working on a feature, then the same person is doing that, but no one knew because it was, this person was sleeping and, and la di da. Yeah. So it, yes, it was it was quite hard. But we did do uh, like we did advertise the tweet that I made, but I think for a couple of days because um, I think we were looking for more Android people, so we decided to just do it. But then I think it just stayed up for like two days. Then we just took it off because the Android team actually grew faster so yeah so that's sort of the only thing we did at the moment we are still discussing uh how to um you know get it a bit more out there now that the project is that the platform is out the project is out we are just trying to get a bit more exposure so we can obviously share this and and so so that the platform can reach more people but um yeah just to answer your question we didn't really have to do any actual marketing for this yeah i'm interested in the like now that it's out part yeah. Uh, cause you kind of have two, you have two sort of vectors that most of the projects I've done since they're not open source, you don't really have, which is like, you both want the, the actual project itself to, to get out there. Right. And for people to download it and use it. And you know, the, the goal of the project is to bring awareness. And so you need yeah, people right. to be using it to have awareness, but then you yeah. also do need a, at least somewhat of a team to keep it, to keep it running. Right. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So, um, um, like the way we actually try to 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 sort of manage this is even on Slack we have a at least for iOS we have a core iOS team so we have um, you know a team of people who are sort of always involved because again it's open source you can come and go whenever you want you can open a branch and literally never finish it and literally never you know merge it and just disappear because it's <laughs> open source. Okay. Yeah, right. So, yeah, so so we have a team that obviously uh, makes sure, like, makes sure that you know features that need to be implemented are managed by by the core team, and because we know that, okay, these people are definitely going to be involved in the long term at least. But at the end of the day, uh, I feel like after the the next release, 
I don't personally think that, you know, we need to have a core team. I mean, I might be wrong. I guess now that I'm thinking about it out loud, it's like you don't necessarily need a big team to keep it yeah. running in terms of the app itself, uh, aside from probably OS updates and fixing bugs. But the directory itself is kind of a living thing, right? Yes, that's true. That's true. That's true. Like, I would say that the hope is that obviously the the data team or anyone who feels like contributing does it. There's actually one feature that we are thinking about implementing. It's one where you would be able to upload, like sort of um, like post a a person from the platform. So from the app or from the website. Oh, yeah, yeah. Obviously, once you do that, we would have to someone would have to verify it. Right. It wouldn't just be like a Facebook post that automatically goes up. Yeah, someone had to verify it first. That would make it super easier because obviously um, you you want it to be technical to, to do this. You just literally go there and then just write the post and obviously someone verifies it. I can even do it. I don't, I don't mind. And then we just approve it. You know, so that's sort of what we're thinking about there. And so the goal, like I said, is, is really to keep this completely decentralized and make it such a way that no one is really tied to this. You know, obviously ideally if you if anyone still wants to work on this in, in the long term that's totally fine you know i know i want to uh but obviously like just to make it as dynamic as possible is probably the goal yeah that makes sense what uh not to get like too technical but uh what did did you use some sort of multi-platform framework or are they all native obviously the web is the web yeah they're all native so at the start it was quite hard to um you know this decide where to go because obviously we had many people and some people wanted to use flutter someone to use react native right and funnily funnily enough i think during the first week we actually had uh i think we had four apps we had uh, like a ios native app with swift we had android with i think uh java we had flutter and we have react we had we had react native so the goal was that okay oh man whoever makes the best app gets you know the apps gets, gets <laughs> <laughs> that makes it obviously native one but um but yeah because obviously these people wanted to get involved but there wasn't really any like any project there wasn't anything for flutter and react native so we just went uh 100 uh native and for the web we used react nice yeah and you said that at first you you had more ios people than android but then that kind of that kind of flipped or oh no were you kind of struggling to uh to keep the android dev like amount of people uh up yeah i would say we're a bit struggling to keep the amount of people in android up and we we had a little issue in terms of leadership we, we like it was a bit hard to find you know a leader and on the android team because most of the people would be on and off but obviously luckily enough i think after the second week or after the first week actually we were able to find that person which was really helpful but the ios team was way i think that ios team was the biggest team and yeah it was biggest team by far actually by by very far yeah it's like a running theme on the show uh especially with people that are either doing or contemplating cross-platform stuff is that uh the ios community uh at least within our awareness seems to be a bigger more tight-knit community yeah. and maybe that's just because that's that's on twitter probably. and the android community lives somewhere else that we haven't found yet probably. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Probably. <laughs> so i suspect that might have had something to do with it because uh this project seemed to be just really expanding out through the twitter sphere uh really strongly yeah. and so in our circle that is very ios centric yeah very very so 
another interesting thing about the fact that you've you've released to both is that you you've released an app to the play store and the app store yeah and i'm curious uh i know i think with both of them you had not necessarily drama but uh it wasn't exactly the smoothest experience so i'm curious kind of how those two experiences releasing went and how they compared to each other yeah sure so um, I probably won't be able to go into too much detail in regards to the Android, you know, release because I have no idea how how that really works. To be honest, like I don't, <laughs> I don't know exactly how it works. But for iOS, uh, it, it was interesting. So I think to, like Apple took a long, a very, very, very long time to to approve it. I have no idea why. I don't know if if it's because of COVID. I don't think so because on the side I was working on. I mean, I was working on client projects, and it didn't take me too much time to to um, uh, really like you know builds on on test flight. So for some reason, um, I mean, I really didn't understand why you know Apple took so much time, and the whole team was quite confused because we really wanted to have the you know, the, the product out there, but, but we, we had to obviously start with the web and then just wait, just wait and wait and wait. And then after a very long wait in time, they finally released it, which is good. In terms of the Play Store, from what I know at least, is that uh, obviously the Android team finished later than, than iOS anyways, but then they submitted it. It didn't take as long as on iOS, but it was quite long as well. This is sort of the only place where, you know, web always triumphs because you just push it. It just right. takes like oh, a, couple, yeah, exactly. like a couple minutes. But yeah. Yeah. I was curious if, uh, you know, the fact that it is a round around a sort of, uh, politically charged topic, if it ran through more, uh, you know, it, it diverted through a different route yeah. in the review team inside of both Google and Apple just to kind of like yeah. double check things or whatever. Yeah. To be, to be honest, this is sort of the feeling I had as well. But I, I would say that the weird thing was that we didn't even get any feedback. You know, if it was like, OK, yeah. you know, this is a very sensitive you know subject and we want to make sure that, you know, X, Y, Z, then it's probably going to take us, you know, X amount of time Like we need to ask a few questions uh, about nothing just didn't hear anything and just it was just on review and review and then after they approved it they didn't even tell us why it took so much time so that, that was a bit weird but I, I suppose the good thing is that it's out there right yeah now it's out there it, it was like yeah it was like two weeks or something right yeah that's 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 very long yeah because i remember i remember seeing that it was like submitted and i, I want to think it was before wwdc right yeah yeah definitely and so i was like oh that's really awesome. Like they got it out before WWDC. That's got to be a nice feeling. And then it was just like radio silence. And I would, I would duck okay. into the uh, Slack every once in a while. And it was always a bunch of people asking, have you heard anything yet? And just like, nope, just nothing. Okay. We don't know if it's like got denied, if it didn't like, yeah, that's, that's definitely an uncomfortable feeling. <laughs> yeah. That was very weird. <laughs> uh, so once it did release, uh, how, how has that, kind of gone it's kind of interesting because you had a sort of staggered release between different platforms but yes. uh has the reception been pretty good or have you gotten a feel on that yet yeah so actually the, the only issue we had with this is that the goal for us was to release everything at the same time and because i don't know if you've seen but we had we, we launched in product hunt but unfortunately we were only able to launch for the website it's only later on that obviously um um the the, the ios version was was released so we were thinking about perhaps doing another launch, like a, maybe a, another launch on Product Hunt, but we decided not to do this. We'll probably just use social media to sort of obviously try to 
to share a bit more. But in terms of the, the, the response we had, it's pretty positive at the moment. Like many people reached out and especially many people are requesting other features, which is good because they, they, they really value the product and, and they, they really see potential. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, it's just, you know, it's the first version, right? Like we're just obviously testing things out, but I think there's a lot of room for improvement, but many people have been, you know, enjoying the platform and, and we're really trying to obviously grow this number. There's also something in terms of we were trying, we were thinking about tracking, you know, user behavior, but obviously it's a bit, it's a bit of a touchy subject because this is an open source platform after all. And obviously there isn't any registration, any login and, and, and so on whatsoever, but the reason we want to do this is sort of to really understand, you know, how people use the app and sort of like if there's any trouble or any, you know, page or any feature that's hard to reach. So, yeah, that's sort of what we're thinking about, whether or not we, we should track, you know, user behavior. But so far, I would say that the response has been amazing. And, and yeah, it's, it's, it's really great to see that, you know. Um, this project that just you know randomly popped up out of nowhere is already being used by so many people, which is which is really good. Yeah, and I feel like for me, uh, and thinking back to like 2014, me uh, when the Michael Brown shooting happened, and that was that was sort of my uh, awareness of this this whole thing. Really, it yeah, the thing that really changed me, like during that moment, it was. I, I know and most of my friends were very focused on this one specific case yeah and just picking that one case apart and that was all we were focused on yeah and it wasn't it was it was really uh conversations with friends that sort of made me realize that this is about something way bigger and that's when I started paying attention I wouldn't even say I found a place that led me down this route but paying attention and realizing that like even while we're discussing this one case, uh, these things keep happening across the world. And and what I like about your app, uh, well, this project in general, is how it surfaces that same feeling I got, but all at once. So, like, if you go here, you can instantly see, like, just story after story after story after story and see the pattern. Uh, yeah. Which, which at least for me was the sort of eye-opening moment mm. um, was seeing this broader pattern and not getting fixated on this one specific situation and like trying to pick it apart, but realizing this broader, broader picture. And so I think when uh, inevitably this kind of stuff keeps coming up and keep happening, having this centralized source of information is I think going to be really helpful to raise awareness for a lot of people for the like broader picture. And I, for me, at least, that's that's part yeah, of what makes yeah. me really excited about this project. Yeah, likewise, likewise. And even myself as a black person, there are many stories I haven't heard about, right? Um, because, I mean, it, it's quite easy. It's quite easy to just follow, you know, what's going on at the moment. Like, just follow the media, just follow, you know, what's trending. But there are so many stories that many people never heard about and probably would never hear about. This is sort of what the platform is for as well, you know. Uh, just a way to to obviously like i said raise awareness and, and really understand you know just try to see the pattern and to really understand what's going on and what has been going on in the past and and sort of use that in order to make better decisions perhaps you know just just, just to again raise awareness and know what's going on yeah yeah i'm i'm really excited i i was uh i'm a little disappointed in myself I, this was the this was the project where i was like i'm finally gonna get into open source and like i pulled the code down i got oh we haven't even talked about project management but you guys use trello right yeah yeah trello yeah yeah like 
the Trello board is really well organized. It felt just like work. And I do, you know, <laughs> I work, right? This is what I do all day. So I thought, surely I can do this and I can finally get into it. And uh, I allowed myself to get intimidated by, you know, I don't want to pull a story where I don't understand the full architecture of the app. And I kept yeah. putting it off. But uh, I, everybody who is involved in this should be really proud. I think it's a it's a worthy project and also just a really well put together project, uh, from organization to the end product. And so, uh, I, I think this is a, this is just a really cool thing that has been added to the world. Definitely. And the funny thing is what you just said in terms of, um, starting open source, like you just get to perhaps, you know, break the, the app architecture. This is one problem I always have, you know, every time I, I try to, you know, get into open source, I suppose, I was lucky here because I, I mean, I was perhaps the one, the first person to write a line of code here. Otherwise, I feel like if I was to join later on, I would have literally the same problem. I said, well, what do I do? How do I not break this? But yeah, uh, it was such a great journey and it is still a great journey. And I'm really looking forward to seeing what is going to come out of this and really trying to, to obviously quantify the, the outcome of, of this project would be great. Yeah, that, that was one of my questions I had and you've sort of, uh, touched on it a couple times so i kind of let it go but like going into this I, I was kind of thinking like what what did you consider success for this project uh or did had was that even a thing you were sort of thinking of at the beginning to be honest um um like in terms of success i would say like my initial thought i mean i i, I didn't really have the you know, the what would be a success in mind. But obviously, I, I did know that. I, I didn't know what I wanted the project to achieve. So my goal was to raise awareness, first of all, and to do something positive, right? So, like, for me, I would say it, it wouldn't matter if maybe 20, only 20 or 50 people used the app. I would feel good because at least these people were able to learn something new. So I would say the goal for this is just to help someone learn something new. And even if actually at the end of all of this, all of this hard work, nobody used that, I still feel like the team members, the people who contributed themselves, they did learn something, right? So I would say while, while we were building the platform, the goal was really achieved personally because many people, because at the start, I know on the tweet, I, I, I sort of said, oh, all black designers and black developers, right? To sort of, you know, obviously create this community and, and build something. But I did understand that it's actually, that, that's actually not what it's all about because literally the people who joined were from different races, different location. And that was even way better because everyone was able to bring their own perspective and learn from something, you know? So this is sort of what companies like to say, you know, diversify the, the, the workplace makes better like makes like enables a company to make better decisions that's exactly what happened we say the names having people from completely different backgrounds was really helpful and people were able to learn and I, even i myself was able to learn as well so that's what the goal of the app was and obviously after releasing this we're able to even exceed the goal by very far and i'm really looking forward to seeing how this grows but that, yeah that, that was the goal just to help someone learn about this whole cause and I believe that the goal was already achieved. That's, that is really awesome. And uh, <laughs> I, this has just been such a delightful project to follow, uh, especially <laughs> in a dark time in the world and dark, uh, you know, uh, problem, you know, the thing that we're actually facing and to have something yeah. directly in the heart of this issue that's so positive uh, yeah. and, and directly, 
you know, facing the issue head on has just been wonderful. So thank you. Thank you so much for doing this. And, uh, and everybody on your teams, I, I can't express as a person on the sidelines, how, how much joy it's brought me. So I, I really appreciate it. That was a pleasure. Honestly, like even I, like this project really helped me learn a lot as well. So it it was really helpful. Like it, it was amazing. Uh, so I guess to wrap things up, I'll ask you the same question I ask everybody. Uh, yeah. What's a person out there that has inspired you uh, in your work that you'd recommend that other people check out? Oh, a person. Okay. Or, or oh, people. <laughs> it can be more than one. <laughs> okay. I, I mean, okay. I'm going to name two people that inspired me. Um, so the first person, it's on the creative level because I've been following his work for quite a moment and and. I just admire what the things he do and, and, and the content he puts out. And the second person is actually very similar, but it's more on a visual, it's more on a design level because I feel like all his work is always well-crafted and I've learned so much from this person. And you might know him, actually. You probably know him. I think he, he's very popular in the iOS uh, community. I mean, I think you might know him. But uh, let me start with the first. So the first person is Idris Sandu. Uh, Idris Sandu. I don't know if you've heard of Andrew, yeah, Andrew Sandu. He he is based in in LA. He, he's he's origin from Ghana, and he well he calls himself an architectural technologist. So he works he works on he works he works a lot on you know a few iOS apps, VR, AR apps. So he, he sort of tries to merge art and technology. And I think he he worked for many companies. He worked for Uber, Google, and even Kanye West. Like he, he does a lot of creative stuff, and I just love his content. And I would definitely rush uh, recommend people to check him out he's a really like, inspiring dude and he's my age as well he's 23 so that's that's very scary i feel like what am i doing in my life <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean i feel the same thing about people like you <laughs> <laughs> but yeah and, and the second person is meng so his name is meng oh yeah 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 you know him right yeah he's uh he's like well i almost said react or not react uh swift ui design but really it's all sorts of design he's just yeah. kind of his big claim to fame right now in the ios circles is his uh his swift ui like design courses yeah and the thing is i think i, I started working with uh, i mean i started working i started like I, i've been subscribed to design plus code for like i think two years probably so i, I started when i think he only had like, a couple of courses like when he started with swift and the growth has the growth has been amazing and literally like I've learned so much from, from from that platform. And also, I just love the, the emphasis that he puts on design. Like I said before, I'm not a designer, but I do think, I did like to think or believe that I have an eye for design and I really like well-crafted products. Because I, I'm sort of an Apple Apple fanboy, to be fair, and I'm not really ashamed of it. But um, <laughs> I think the same can be said for uh, a large number of guests on the show. <laughs> exactly. So honestly, just just seeing the growth of the company as well is really mind blowing. And yeah, the tutorials are very clear. And and honestly, I feel like the like the like it's super cheap. Like I feel like Design Plus Code is a, it's a steal. Like I feel bad sometimes when I just use it. I'm like, how can I pay more? Because it's so <laughs> that's always a sign of a good project. That's something you don't uh, think about with Apple usually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah on that side I, yeah i never think about that i feel like how can i pay less actually yeah yeah right <laughs> but but yeah so i would say these these are the two people that i would definitely rush um audience to, to go and check out and so that's at ming to uh i'll have it in the show notes obviously on twitter and then uh yeah. is it's adris is he on twitter yeah he is on twitter uh let me actually look at the twitter handle 
because I mostly follow him on Instagram, actually. <laughs> I keep uh, forgetting so. to ask people that, and then uh, <laughs> I can never either spell the names right or, like, their Twitter handle isn't their exact name, and then I forget until right before I'm posting uh, the episode. And I'm like, oh, no, I didn't add them to the show notes yet. And so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start making myself ask people on air. <laughs> sure, sure. So it's at Idris, so it's I-double-D-R-I-S underscore Sandu. S A N D U. Awesome. Well, those those are great. Uh, so thank you very much, and thank you so much for uh, for agreeing to come on. This was really fun. That was a pleasure. Pleasure. Uh, where can people find you and uh, your work? Yeah, sure. Uh, so they can find me on Twitter. Now my Twitter is even harder. <laughs> it's even harder than than Idris's. So it's breezeduck underscore i n. So let me just spell that. It's B R double E Z E D O C underscore i n all right and that'll be in the show notes obviously too <laughs> yeah now in, in regards to my work I, i've actually started this agency like i, I mentioned before uh, it's called uh, semicolon where we actually build apps and websites for for people or for clients for startups uh, and one of our business model is that we offer very flexible payments so you sort of pay for a subscription to build an app right and then obviously afterwards we open we offer like a uh like an optional care package where you would pay every month to obviously uh, have, you know, support bug fixes or minor feature implementations. And we also like to pride ourselves with building high quality apps because like I said before, I'm an Apple fanboy and I know Apple is known from quality. So we obviously try to make sure that we create very good apps uh, or products. So you can definitely find my work there because I, I do post oh, our work there. We do post uh, the work that we actually did and we're actually involved with over there to obviously give some sense to, to, to the client. So uh, it's just it's just semicolon.io. But the column is, is, is spelled weird because I couldn't get the domain. It was already taken. <laughs> <laughs> so it's um, semicolon, uh, S-E-M-I-C-O-L-O-M-N.io. Yeah. Ah, okay. See, you could have just told me that was the British spelling and I would have just believed it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, say their names is say their names.io, right? Yes. Awesome. Well, thanks again for coming on. Uh, I this is this has been really great. Yeah. I can't wait to, to listen to it. <laughs> thanks for listening. If you'd like to discuss the show, you can find me on Twitter at underscore Chucky C or tweet the show directly at launched.fm. You can also discuss the episode with me, other listeners, and sometimes our guests on our dedicated subreddit, r slash launched.fm. If you like the show, I'd really appreciate a rating or review in Apple Podcasts, Overcast, Breaker, or whatever your podcast of choice happens to be. And you can find show notes and more at launched.fm.com.